0: Welcome to episode 408 of the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast, and I'm your host, Denise Oyston. And today I'm doing a little bit of a reflection piece and a piece as we move forward into this new year that we are now occupying. And this is all based on my reflections of every year I do this. I look at what are the lessons from 2023 What are some of the very obvious lessons, maybe the not so obvious lessons that I then want to review and take into 2024. And there are several of them that I hope you find useful. Maybe you've had the same thoughts yourself. Maybe these are areas that you were going to focus on in 2024 as well. I hope so. I hope they work for you as well, as I'm sure they'll work for me. I do this every year and I always get something out of it. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. An obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your company growth. So listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profits. Well, hi there, everyone. Hope you and yours are well. This is Denise. As we cycle now through January, those that first week's always the hardest, isn't it? To get back into it. I think I'm, we're so used to having time off and we I don't know about you, but for me, my days flick the other way around because normally I'm very much a, an early to bed person, early to rise person. And then over the Christmas holidays, everything goes the other way around. And I end up thinking, I'll oh, just watch. I don't know if you've ever done this. You're watching a... Series. I was watching one of the the Netflix binge worthy things that were on over over Christmas. And I just I'll just watch another episode of that or oh, Apple TV or whatever. Lessons in Chemistry was the one this year. I'll just watch another episode. I'll just before you know where you are. It's two o'clock in the morning, which is not a good time for <laughs> Denise. So I find it very hard to get up at six o'clock in the morning the next morning. Anyway. So I hope you all had a great Christmas and you're into January. And I always like to reflect on what happened the year before as I think about what is it that I want to do in the following year. I remember one of my first ever coaches used to say to me, because I would often say, well, I don't want this and I don't want that to happen anymore. I don't want this And she always used to say, so let's turn it around, Denise. So if you don't want that, what does that mean that you do want? And I think it's a great way to look at what are some of the things that happened, good, bad, ugly, and amazing in the the past year? And then were they the things that I wanted to happen? What are the lessons that I got for them? And as I sit back and reflect on this, as I move forward, what do I want to do differently? Now, I like to call them lessons in the valiant hope that they, I'm going to learn something from them. Because as we all know, life can throw at us a wobbler. And we at one point over the holidays, we were meant to go and see somebody and literally the heavens opened and crazy weather roads were shut there were <laughs> trees falling down there was all sorts of things and sometimes to be honest shit happens, doesn't it? And there's nothing you can do about it. There's no backup plan you can put in place. And I think just accepting that we work in business, we're all going to have those times when the proverbial happens and the proverbial hits the fan. But there are plenty of other things that come along to teach us maybe a lesson and to help us in, okay, so where should my focus be. My sister is religious. She's a very much committed Christian. And often she'll say, it's God's way of telling you, maybe you should be doing something different. And sometimes she's right on that one. So let me share some of my reflections and some of my thoughts about what I'm going to take into 2024. Now, the first one for me was Put your health first, always. I had a couple of health scares this year, and in fact, so did Sharon. And I think it just stopped you short when you think, hang on a minute here, I am not a machine. I'm getting a tad older, and I can't work at the pace that I used to. And maybe it would be a good idea to take some more time off. And I think that is something that, as entrepreneurs, as driven people, which we all are, it's very easy to forget about your health. It's very easy to forget about your nutrition. It's very easy to forget about how much water you're drinking. Are you going to bed at the right time? You're not a machine. You need to take some time off. So I think for me, having had a health scare, then that was something that I just thought, do you know what? I need to stop at a certain time of night or I need to start at a certain time of of the morning, Not, not two hours earlier than that. So that is something that I learned. I think it's a lesson for all of us because I'm not just talking about our physical health, I'm talking about our mental health as well. So that was a big lesson for me. So that was number one. And the second thing was about seasons. And I mentioned my sister before, and we often talk together about, we have seasons in our life, don't we? And we have seasons in our business life. You might have something that is working incredibly well for many recruiters as we bounced out of the pandemic and into 2021, the end of 2020. Then it was amazing. Some people I know had their best year ever, or the best years ever in business in 2021, 2022, that was a particular season of their business life. And if we we sit back and we reflect, we can see that there are certain seasons in our life and there are certain seasons in our business life that we experience. And it's accepting that this is just a pattern of life. It's what happens. And I think it's also important to just think, About the seasons you were going through, and whether maybe you have ended one season. Maybe it's time to move another season. Let's just say you've been doing one particular, I don't know, one particular sector or you've been focused on one particular strategy. And do you know what? It's time to move. It's time to do something differently. It's time to expand my team. It's time to just use contractors only in my business. It's going to be me and them. So think about the seasons in your life and plan and prepare for it and just embrace the change. The next one, And it's something that I learned from the legend, Brian Tracy, many years ago. And it was based around always do more than you paid for. But for me, this is always do more for your clients and as a recruiter for your candidates than they expect. It is such an easy win. It's something we have as a premise that we do. We make ourselves very available very most people are very shocked when they start working with us because they actually get access to us they get our phone number they get our direct dial they get our email they can talk to us we will pick up the phone and we will speak to them which doesn't always happen in other coaching programs and other business programs as well so it's a really easy win. And there's lots of things that you can do for clients that they're probably not expecting. And it could be around your customer service. It could be around the additional things that you add into the process. Reflect and think about what could I do that really doesn't cost me an awful lot to do, but will have a really high perceived value by the client. So even if, for instance, for many people, you could be using behavioral tools, they are so inexpensive to use, but the benefit that they can give to a client, so many things like that, you can do it, video video screening, all of these things that if you're not doing them currently are really relatively inexpensive to do, but have a high impact for the client. The next one the next lesson is expectations. And it's so easy to have lots of expectations of people. And it's something that I've finally decided in this year, stop having expectations. Now, obviously, if you have employees, you are going to have performance objectives written down to which you manage and measure that person against. Now, What, when I'm talking about expect, don't expect that person who is working for you will do something out of the ordinary that isn't on their objectives. Some people do things like that, but never expect it because you will be sorely disappointed. It's the same with your supplier. Don't expect a supplier, partner, whatever you want to call it, that you're working with, to do things in a certain way. Don't expect your clients to do things that, well, why didn't they get back to me on this? Well, why didn't they do that? Well, I wonder why they haven't done that. These are all expectations that we have in our lives we work to a certain code a certain manual we often expect the other person to to work to that manual as well and honestly <laughs> Give it up because it's not going to work. Fair enough with your significant other. If you're in a committed relationship, it's fine to have expectations of one another that you discuss. And with an employee, then there should be expectations that someone is measured against in their role. That is fine. But when it comes to expectations of everybody else, then just don't have them. You will save save yourself a lot of time and angst. However, here's the next one always have expectations of yourself. That is really key, that you know you can rely on yourself An expectation that when I do this, I always do it to this standard. I don't cut corners. I always make sure that I hit my individual targets. I always do this. Have expectations of yourself because again, if you don't have expectations of who you are, And the sort of person you were being and the sort of activities that you were involved in, then again, you are going to be going down a slippery slope. Because I I know I had a conversation with Sharon uh, at one point this last year and said, I've got higher expectations of myself than that. I need to be doing this in a different way. And that was when I was calling myself out about, I have very high standards, I always have, about what I was doing. And obviously there's a measure in that. You don't want to like burn yourself out, but there should be some level of expectation. of This is how I perform as a a person. So we talked about expectations. Now, here is something else. This is uh, number six that we're on now. And I actually shared this with some of our Superfast Circle members and it was from a book that i i purchased over christmas well actually just before christmas because i bought it for sharon as a christmas present And this was from Arnie Schwarzenegger. He has a great documentary, docu-series, I think it is on Netflix, worth watching. And I was in Tesco just before Christmas and I was looking for some stocking fillers for my nieces. And they've always got books, Tesco, for those of you in the US, it's a supermarket that we, a massive supermarket in the UK. And they had lots of books for, for sale. And there were a few, there was one by Nigella, one by Mary Berry, who are cooks. And then there was this one by Arnie. I thought, I know that we both like Arnie, and his title grabbed me because this was about his seven rules for success. And Arnie was talking about being useful. I think one of the key things from this book that I got is review your vision, everything, whether no matter who you are in your life, what is your vision? Because if you have a really strong and compelling, I'm not talking about your why or whatever, what is your vision? What is it that is important for you? For him, for Arnie, it was always America. So he always wanted to build his career because he was a bodybuilder and he wanted to go to America, the land of hope and glory for him at that point in his life when he was a young teenager. And it just made me think about sometimes, the vision we started off with for our business has changed. We go into that and we think, right, I want to have a multi-million pound company and everything else. And then over time, you might decide, do you know what, that isn't quite what I want now. I want more freedom. I don't want to have to manage a huge team. I don't want the stress of all that. I actually quite enjoy having a smaller team, being very cohesive. This is what I want to do. And, and I think that is important to make sure that revisit your vision. What is your vision? What, what is it that you actually want? What are you striving for? Because then if you've got that really clear, crystal clear, then you can start to bat off all these distractions. And think, well, does that take me closer to it? Or does that or does that pull me away from it? So that is something to think about. But something I am taking into this year. Number seven is be a badass at the basics. There are so many things when it comes to marketing that are distracting so many new bits of kit, new bits of software, new ideas, new things that you will see flying past you on Facebook and LinkedIn about what you should use, what you should try. And all of these may or may not have a place, but what you have to do is really think about the basics. What am I going to do this year? What am I going to do really well? What have I got in my lead generation strategy? Am I doing content marketing? Am I doing cold outreach? Am I using the connections that I have? Am I going out to networking events? All those things that Work if you do enough of them. And so I think that is something for everyone to consider. Like, you know, what am I doing from the basics? I know many people have this what's your word for the year? And one of your words could be consistency in the basics. Let's do the basics because the basics will always build and you will get results. It may take you longer than you originally wanted, but it does work. Now, number eight for me and for some of our clients last year, uh, it was a weird year, wasn't it? And it's just accepting that sometimes some years are a lot harder than others. And in the words of a very famous artiste, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And I think that is important to just think, okay, there's no point whinging and moaning and getting on the phone or getting onto a forum or complaining on LinkedIn about how hard it is. Oh, woe is me. It's so hard. Yeah, it is. And sometimes, There are. We talked about seasons. There are times when you're probably going to have to do a lot more than you originally anticipated. You're going to have to do more outreach. You're going to have to go back to people time and time again. You're going to have to run a campaign every month. You're going to have to fill your blog with content so people can always see that you're moving forward. You're going to have to develop your personal brand. There are lots of things that you might have to do and do more of it in a time of uncertainty, which we are still in. I know we, it is predicted that the recession is going to wane this this next year. Will it? I, I don't know. For some people it's still gonna be tough. Um, so therefore you have to have a plan for it rather than just moaning and complaining. Stop the moaning and complaining, just think, okay, right, okay. The hard button now needs to be pressed and we need to do things slightly differently. So that's something else that I am personally going to take into this year. The next one for me is the answer lies in the data. The devil is in the data. And a lot of people avoid looking at the data because the data doesn't lie. The data (laughs) tells you what's going on. We're running a personal branding session at the moment with our Superfast Circle clients, And one of the things we get them to do is to go and look on the LinkedIn profile, look how many connections they've got, look how they're increasing, not increasing, to look at the number of impressions they're getting per post that they post out. And it's things like this that often we avoid and don't avoid the data. The data is really useful. Often when we'll talk to people and they'll come onto a super fast circle call and they'll Talk about what's going on or or what's happening, and we'll quiz them and ask questions. We'll say, Okay, let's go back to the data. So, how many of this have you done? Well, I've done two (laughs) rather than I've done 20. How many people are on your database? Uh, 120. Well, actually, if you had maybe a thousand people on your database, you'd have it, and you were reaching out to them more, then things might improve. So, remember. The devil is in the data. Set up your systems and look at it. I know that it's It's so often we avoid looking at things <laughs> that might be uncomfortable. And yet for any personal development students who are listening to this, we all know that all the benefits that we want, everything we want is outside of our comfort zone. And so, therefore, we will have to step outside of our comfort zone and looking at the data and really being honest with what's really going on and what's really happening is going to help you. The next thing is that I always look at is raising your standards. Now, I am a fan of Tony. Many of you will have heard of Tony Robbins, I'm sure, walking on coals, all that sort of thing. Sharon's done the walking on coals bit, so have I. Um, One of the things he always talks about is keep raising your standards. And this is something that I think we forget about, and I do think we forget about it as we get a bit older because we think, well, I've made it now. I'm doing really well. I've been through uni. I've done this. I've been successful. And I think we forget that everyone else around us is growing Everyone else is moving forward. The pace of change is huge. And by uh, definition, if you are not pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, if you're not like growing, then you are by nature shrinking back because everyone else is expanding. Their zone because they are moving in a different way. So for you, it might be just raising some standards. It may be, well, actually, I do a little bit more of this, or you know what, I'm not going to sit in my joggers when I'm on a I'm on a call anymore. I'm going to put some proper work gear on. I'm going to up level everything I'm doing, and like that, raising your standards it always fascinates me. Raise your standards and watch what happens. Whenever I'm on a focus of raising my standards, I normally decorate my office, get a couple of new pieces of furniture, maybe get some new wall art or something like that. And it's fascinating because I want my outer world to reflect my inner world. And it's amazing what it does. So Raising standards, look out for, (laughs) you see new videos of me with different colors behind me or different bookcases, you'll know why. Now, going back to something that I said right at the beginning, my next one here is to take more holidays. We often take a big break over Christmas and New Year and that is because most of our clients disappear at different parts of the the planet for for many of our australian subscribers and clients it's their summer so they take time off, it's school holidays. In the UK, it's the same, probably slightly different in America. But again, Americans that we work with, they take holiday time as well. But I think that's one time of year. But also you should schedule out your holidays during the year. And that's something I noticed because we we only really took two weeks holiday last year. And we had a couple of long weekends, which is something else I'm, I'm going to come on to. But one thing I was advised to do, and I think I'm going to do it this year. I keep saying I need to do this, is every three months to take a week off. Five days off work. We, let's just say that I don't think any of us here listening to this call lazy or don't, you would not be listening to this call if you were, is that we say, like okay, every quarter I'm going to have a regroup. I'm going to take five days off work. And this is going to be my reflection, thinking time, and it's just going to be some rest. And then I come back to work and I'm back into it again. Try doing that because I know when I have done it, it's worked really well. There were a couple of reasons why we didn't have a a couple of additional weeks this year that we were meant to have, which just happened. The other thing to consider is to plan weekends, to plan breaks, to have something to look forward to. I'm a big theatre fan. I'm a big musical theatre fan. So I always look and say, right, okay, when can I plan some time when I'm going to go to the theatre? Because then it always gives me, it's great to have that, oh, I've got that to look forward to, oh, I've got a night away to look forward to then. And it really just lifts your spirits and gives you something to work towards. So that is something I am definitely taking into to next year. And maybe you're going to think about that too. The other thing that, Sometimes I often say to you, oh, I wish we'd written that down about what happened in that year. And that is to document the journey. I, I do write my goals out on a daily basis, but I don't do a diary anymore. And that's made me think about, actually, I'm going to start documenting the journey. This is what we did this month. This is what we're doing next month. And to actually fill out the spreadsheet. So we talked about data before, but to make sure that the spreadsheet gets filled out with different things that you are doing, different activities that are happening, so that you have something to look back on and say, ah, when we did this, when we did X, Y happened. When we did A, C happened. So That is something I am definitely doing. So I'm documenting everything that we're doing so we can just remember. So when you come to that, the review of the year, sometimes think, was it May that we did that? Or did we do that in July? When did we do that? And by doing that, again, you've got more data, you've got a record of where you're at and you've got a record of the gain that you've made. I'm a big fan of always look at, The gain rather than the gap. Because we're business owners, we are wired to look at the gap. We're always looking at what we haven't done rather than what we have done. So maybe this year, if you start to write things down, you can actually see all of the gains that you're making. Now, earlier on, I talked about expectations and not to have expectations. And the other thing is to remember that people see things differently than you. In the world in which we occupy, we all have a manual that we work to. And my version, for instance, of cleaning the kitchen is not the same as my nephew's. It's not the same as some of my older relatives as well. I'm a bit cleaning obsessive. I enjoy doing it and I love it to all look nice. Not everybody sees the things that I see. And I'm, I'm using that as a playful example, but it's the same for all walks of our life, and it's the same in business as well, that often we'll see a different view of something. So where someone might view uh, something in one way, I might view it in a different way. And the thing about that is just to remember that individual may have something to add to the conversation. They just happen to see things in a different way. And that can, it's about being curious about, "Mm, I wonder why they think that. And I wonder why they do that because, you know, rather than getting impatient with people, as many of us do, and I hold my hand up and know that I have done that several times in the past few years when I've got very impatient because someone hasn't seen things my way, then just think about, well, they're just viewing it differently. We all see things. We've all had different life experiences. We all see things differently and that's okay. And just be aware of that. It's neither good nor bad, but just be aware of that. Talking about good and bad, remember that the good times don't last forever, and neither do the bad times. There's a coach that that both Sharon and I follow called Brooke Castillo, and she's a leadership personal development coach. And one of the things she always talks about is that life is 50-50. There's ups and there's downs. I remember we're going to Indonesia on holiday several years ago. And they have this great thing about black and white, the negative and the positive. And they I remember we went to watch a particular dance in a temple, and there were the everything, everyone was wearing black and white. And it's just showing that sometimes things are up and some things are down. Just be aware of that. The bad times do not last forever, but neither do good times. So don't sit on your laurels and don't get negative and depressed because. It's just you're having a you're a human being having a human experience and that is what life is like. So understand it and be prepared for it. Now the other thing is to remember that we all have thousands and thousands of thoughts on a daily basis and that some of the thoughts that we have are not, True, I think we can get Sharon to do a podcast on this. As many of you know, she's a life coach as well and does a lot around this. Is that that often you'll have a thought? Have you ever had one of those thoughts? And it's just like a crazy thought, like I'm going to go out of business and I'm never going to be able to get a mortgage. I'm not. Good. Our brain, we have a certain part of our brain which is the primitive side of our brain that's there to protect us. That comes up with all these weird, strange thoughts, most of which are not true. Something happens in our life we take it as the end of the world rather than actually standing back and looking at that this is just a fact. This is a circumstance that's happening to us. And actually the thought I'm having about that isn't true. So I think it's something to just always stop and ask yourself, if you're having one of those weird times and you're having some crazy thoughts, just hang on a minute. Is that true? Is that really true? And often you'll find it's not. So this is one of my mantras that I'm writing. Is that true? Is that thought that I had actually likely to happen? Is it really true? Has it ever happened in the past? Well, no, Denise, it hasn't. So, well, it's probably a sign that it's probably not true. So that's something about thoughts to to think about. For me personally, I have the, the rule of 100 inputs and that is something that I always used to work on back in my farmer days and it's just like you can't really assess anything until you've done a hundred of them. (laughs) I always used to like the mask. It's really 10% this or whatever, but you know, until you've made a hundred calls, until you've made, sent a hundred emails, until you've done a hundred outreaches, then you've got no real data to base anything on. And it was really interesting. I was reading a book by uh, Alex Homozi, who is um, quite a young guru at the moment, and he has exactly the same. I'm sure he was taught sales by whoever he was taught sales by, probably some of the same people I was that that 100 inputs. Most people give up too soon and they don't do enough of something to start to build traction. I think particularly in today's world, we live in a very distracted world. People have a plethora of suppliers that they could use. So you need to do more outreach. You need to do more of the things to get the results that you want. And and that leads me to some of the, the last things is put down the device. Sometimes we talked about people living in a distracted world, but sometimes I know I find it myself that I spend a lot of time on my devices. I'm sitting in front of a computer all day. And then I start to like, I've got my phone, I've got my my iPad at night. I'm sitting watching the television, but I'm also on LinkedIn going through looking at what's going on. My family don't live near me. So my nieces and nephews and friends across the globe, Post on Facebook. They post on WhatsApp. They send me a note, and so I'm always looking at things. Whereas, sometimes it's good to just get away from the device, get some clarity, and and that is something I am going to be doing. I'm I'm focused on not use putting my device down at a certain time of night and not looking at things. So putting the device down, which talked, which which leads me on to sleep. Get more sleep. The difference I found when I started having seven hours of sleep a night, going to bed around about 10 o'clock for me and then right. Okay. And then getting up at six in the morning. So then I, I knew that there's a sporting chance that I probably would have got seven hours of sleep because I go, get off to sleep quite quickly. And that is something that I, I won't bore you as I'm a scientist, I won't bore you with all the physiological data about how good sleep is for you. But I would say for most people, sleep and drink more water, that is amazing, the impact that will, that will make for you. So lots of things for you to think about, lots of things for you to consider as you move forward this year. These are some things I'm taking forward. It'd be interesting to see the results that I get towards the end of this year. So let me know what yours are. Drop me a note. I'd be very interested to know what some of your learnings are. And we'll we'll speak soon. So this is me saying bye for now and I'll see you next time. If you enjoy this podcast and this year you are ready to take your marketing to the next level, then check out Superfast Circle. This is a unique marketing program designed specifically for recruiters and their marketeers. You get access to two virtual marketing directors, you get consultancy, you get your hand held through the whole process, training, consulting, and we provide content resources. So go over to superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash join and check out what's available.